Welcome to the Cackalack Panthers Chat Podcast, coming to you quasi-live from the Gate City. Folks, we are the official, unofficial Carolina Panthers Podcast. The statements made on this show do not necessarily represent the opinions of those individuals making them. Opinions may change on the fly, after conscious deliberation, or for no reason whatsoever. And finally, as Mel likes to remind us, we are grossly unqualified to give our opinions on professional football players, but we in no way let that stop us or even give us pause. My name is Adam. I am one of your four hosts tonight. Have the whole crew back together. We got BK, Will Stradamus, and Mel. Are y'all ready to get started? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, BK, who is tonight's sponsor? Thanks, Adam. Tonight's sponsor is Winning! <laughs> Yes, it is. We have waited 294 days to say that. We'd love for it to be a weekly sponsor, but at this point, we'll be happy with once a month. We'll take it. (laughs) So, Will, what's the recap, man? Obviously, BK covered it, but uh, how'd we do? Yeah, we finally got a a much-needed win. If there was one game this season the Panthers absolutely had to win, it was the Texans game. And, And they did it, and I think Bryce finally showed that he can put the team on his back, he and, and Thielen. Um, I think <laughs> Chuba played well. I think uh, Raheem Blackshear played well, had yeah, a couple did. of really good kick returns uh, to set us up um, for some drives. I, I think Pinheiro, uh has shown that he's got great mental fortitude. Um, he's been able to come back from some misses, and, and after coming back from that XP miss and that crazy series at the very end of the game, that was that was great. I was happy with Frank's game management, and I know he even noted that in his press conference. He said that it was easier to manage the game now that he wasn't trying to call plays. And it was evident. Yeah. It was evident. Thomas Brown uh, did... Uh, decent job in his first game it looks like the playbook is still very limited it'll be that way for the rest of the season uh but it is it is progress um and and really i i think i mean evero has our, our defense that is held together with duct tape they, they played really well especially with frankie luvu coming back and and he put the defense on his back um, so, so those things were all great to see. CJ Stroud uh, really has been coming back to earth, but I think that we made him look much more like a rookie than, than maybe any team has so far. And, and really considering the state of our defense, that was really impressive. And, and like I said, Bryce picked uh, a great game to uh, start to show out. Um, clearly, he's been progressing over the last few games. He's taken some, some good strides. And, and this one, I just think there were so many things um, that said, I'm the number one pick. I mean, he showed incredible toughness. And I know, uh, so Adam and and Mel were both at the game, and it may not have been, I don't know if it was more apparent or less apparent in person, but, I mean, he took some serious licks. He getting crushed between two dudes. I mean, he was getting slammed. You know, our, our line was not playing well at all, and he was just popping back up after those hits. Um, and, and that's, that's, I hate to see him get hit so much, but it's great that he's been able to, to shake all that off. Um, let a, let a game winning drive too, and snap that, uh, fourth quarter. We're down in the fourth quarter. We've mm-hmm. lost like 56 or 54 or something like that in a row. A lot. And, and we've finally snapped that streak. So all in all, you know, I, I so, some complaints, obviously it wasn't the cleanest, uh, game. We're obviously not an elite team. We're not ready to compete with those teams. We're not even a mediocre team, but 
<laughs> with some good decisions and some more cohesion as the season goes on, we we might get up into the top, you know, maybe we're like a top 20 six team instead of a, <laughs> a bottom two or a bottom one um but yeah so i'm i'm pretty happy after that game uh i think there was there was actually a lot to build on you know not just one quarter not just one pass not just one defensive stop or anything like that it was it was uh, it was the most complete game we played and we got the w pk i would echo a lot of what will said i did not honestly get to see all of the game had some other obligations but um what i did see i agree i mean i don't know if y'all saw it in the stadium but halftime bryce was there greeting every single player going into the locker room just showing true leadership really i mean um and i definitely think this was a big moral victory i think a lot of people have been having buyer's remorse in the last couple of weeks with how well cj stroud has been doing Mm -hmm. and so as will said this was really a must win and it was a must win because people were looking at cj thinking oh man we could have had that guy yeah and so for bryce to win this game was really big and um you know neither of them really made a lot of mistakes there was not a lot of offense i mean both teams had under 230 yards of offense so that's not explosiveness or anything like that really even with our rushing yards we were under 230 it was it was we had i think 224 yards and they had 229 yards but um you know i when you look at the yards that were um at least that's what it that Maybe I'm wrong about that, but it wasn't a lot, right? But, I think um, you're right, BK. It, it was not a ton of yardage, but, um, you know, no turnovers, a touchdown from Bryce. Uh, he almost got into the end zone. I know CJ did get into the end zone. Bryce almost got into the end zone at one point. He was taken down at, like, mm-hmm. the one, maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, to me, not only is just getting that first victory a moral victory, but Bryce getting the win over CJ really helps, I think, some of us who've been – getting a little bit down say okay all right you know this guy's a rookie we got to give him time we some of the greatest quarterbacks we've talked about it all year have taken a lot of time and uh so big moral victory we'll take that at this point spicy mail you guys were in the stadium what what can y'all share well the stadium was the best i've seen it not just all season but i guess since cam's return um, I thought they were pretty rocking and rolling up in there, even though there weren't – you saw a lot of empty seats, but there weren't many Texan fans that I could see. Um, we surely – it wasn't like the Vikings game, the last time game we played, where the Vikings sort of took over and they became the home team. Um, uh, it was – I mean, Spicy was pretty excited. Yeah, I was – I was having a great time. I, I, I thought it was cool because, you know, anybody that watched the game or would have seen the television would have known it was not a it was not a packed stadium. But truthfully, ninety nine percent of the people that I saw whose butts were in the stands were were Panthers fans. Mm-hmm. And uh I and it really showed. I mean, people stayed for the whole game. The folks that were there, they were into it. I think there was a sense of what you all just said, which is that it was a must win. And I think the fans sensed that. Personally, coming into the game, I thought we were going to win. I did too. I, I don't. Had that weird feeling. Sometimes that we were you win. just feel like this is this is the moment. You know, we're going to take advantage. Um, but yeah, the the fan base was there, and you know, I sometimes wonder if like the true fans, because things are 
things are very socioeconomically in this country, things go to the rich a lot, which means they get to take advantage of going to NBA games or NFL games, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of folks who... That's why you and Mel were up in there. This yeah. Weekend, right? <laughs> and a lot of folks who don't really get to have that opportunity when a team's playing crappy, you know, folks are like, I'll just give you my tickets or whatever. And I felt like, cause I mean, that happened to me as a kid. And I felt like, um, you know, that seemed like the type of fan that was there. Like the true fans yeah. were in the stadium. Yeah. When we were walking out after the game down the big, you know, the big circle ramps or whatever they're called. I mean, the whole keep pounding was yes. going on and on and on. And it was great to, Great to hear that because it's it's been a long time, you know. It was very <clears throat> noisy going down the yeah. ramps like that. Yep. Hit, hit the bottom outside of the stadium, and they've got the band playing underneath the bridge. Which, if you know, if you've been to games, mm-hmm. you see that there a lot. And it's just, um, it was it was a great environment, um, despite there not being you know a, a full stadium. So, um, kudos to the Panthers fans that that made it out, continue to support. Despite the challenges that are that exist among this team, it was not pretty football. Um, I, I I don't think we played a bad game. I think we played the game that we were dealt. I mean, Houston was dictating some things on offense, um, and we were having to hang in there. and And I think it's been clear since the beginning of the season that we're going to run the ball even when it's ugly, um, because we feel like that keeps the ball out of the other team's hands, reduces the likelihood of a turnover and, and keeps us in ugly, but winnable games. Um, that largely has not been successful up until this game though, because we've been so poor on first down and I was relieved to see the team do things differently on first down. It wasn't always a run first, uh, down for us. And I don't know, I would suspect that's in large part due to Thomas Brown, um, as opposed to Frank Reich, and uh, just just knowing that we had to do something different, but I, I think it paid dividends because I think we were able to move the ball more consistently throughout the game than we have been in other games. And y'all don't forget, we turned the ball over on downs, like on the two yard line. So I mean, we we had another opportunity there. I, at the time, I felt like we should have gone for it to for the touchdown. I still felt like we should go yeah. should have gone for it. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes that sets the tone too, whether you get it or not. And I think we did st- stop them from being able to get points on the ensuing drive, meaning Houston was not able to convert. So, um, but anyway, the, you know, I thought Thomas Brown called a masterful last drive. I mean, he really did not leave it to chance to let Houston get the ball. We we I don't know how many minutes we had when we first started on that drive, but um, it, it was it was a very strategic and well-planned play call because, you know, right down to the end, the the clock is expiring when you're kicking your field goal. And that's about all that you can ask. And and I thought Bryce did a really good job of managing the game at that point. Um, I had been a little bit frustrated. He took some, two bad sacks, I felt like, earlier in the third quarter or maybe it was early in the fourth quarter. and uh, But he was able to overcome those and, and really hang in the pocket. I mean, he's tough. He's 5'10", but he's tough as nails. Um, saw him step up in the pocket, make some big time throws, evade some sacks, huge throw to Thielen. I guess it was like a forty yard bomb. It was insane. That was an insane. I mean, play. that was like a it, you know that's it, that was like prime <laughs> Cam Newton athleticism type of it, thing. It, it was except a, with way more accuracy. Yeah, <laughs> it was video. It was a video game type play, and uh, and you know that that was the kind of thing that we needed in that game. Uh, he made good throws, and then he made some great throws in that game. And I think that, but for 
his performance, we are not getting that win. I don't think that's an Andy Dalton win. I don't think no, that's a, you know. I agree I, with you. That Bryce Bryce came to play and uh, and and you've been seeing little bits here and there, you know, here and there, here and there, but it's not been enough. And then this game, it was enough. I and feel like he's been progressing. From I agree. Me, for, from what I can see, I feel a progression, a step forward in every game. Yeah, um, I really have been. And I, I, did you, I feel did you notice at the end? I don't know if anybody else knows, but the, and maybe I'm being wrong about this, but at the end of the first quarter, we had used all our timeouts, and I was like, "Whoa, we don't ever do that. We usually right. have three left, you know." So yeah. it seemed like Reich was doing a lot better with the game management. I'll say one more thing, and uh, Will, you already hit on this a little bit. Chuba, you know, he he's a better running back than Miles Sanders. Absolutely, he's he's developed since he's been on the team. Um, I, I I like his versatility. He took a monster hit protecting Bryce on that rollout play. <laughs> I mean, got you heard the he pop. was he was flattened. It was hilarious. I mean, you yeah. heard the pop though, and it was like, like, I mean, it was it was. I mean, he got crushed. But but for him pinning that guy up, I mean, Bryce is probably getting sacked on that play, and that negates a you know a forty yard gain or whatever it was whatever it was to Thielen. So, um, it, it's just crazy because as you think about it, and in I don't know, I don't know what I've said beforehand, but um, it just kind of. <laughs> Really reflects poorly on Fitterer, I think, in a lot of ways. Deontay Foreman goes to goes to Chicago. He's not playing initially, but then has a three touchdown game. Uh, Chuba Hubbard already on the team, but we go out and spend twenty five million on Miles Sanders for some unknown reason. Hayden Hurst has been a non factor and is now behind Tommy Tremble. That was a comment made uh, during press conferences, I think, yesterday or earlier today, that you know we're going to play is a meritocracy. So. Listen, I mean, we got a, we spent a lot of money and capital on free agents this year that have not done anything, and um, you know, it makes me think about what Catman said, you know, some time ago. Sometimes the the answer's on the team, and uh, I, I feel like that might be the case here. So, and I don't know if if uh, Foreman, you know, he's he's not been stellar this year. I, I think he could probably have helped us out just because we need that change of pace back. Probably would have helped to have him in on that play where Chuba got absolutely hammered, True. you know, flat footed against a lineman rushing him at full speed. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, like you said, just him being a traffic cone there was enough to help Bryce. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, those, those, those two signings are, are pretty egregiously bad. Um, and I also wanted to agree with you that Thomas Brown did a great job on that last drive. Yeah. I think we had the ball with like, it was maybe two and a half, it three was, minutes. Yes, left. it was It was more than two and a half, but less than three, I think. And yeah, and I noticed that too. I was I was a little bit confused. I, I forgot that I was watching the Panthers play because the two minute drive was going really well. It's, it was being intelligently managed. Like yeah. they, they didn't try to get a playoff right before the two minute warning. They let it go down. They burned the Texans timeouts. It was it was uh it was great it was great to see I, I, there were there were a lot of little things I think that that really improved a lot in this game and and, and we all as fans needed that so I'm glad that y'all's game together uh, was was a fun one because oh. you could like y'all were saying I mean, you could definitely tell in the broadcast the difference um, yesterday and and the previous six games CPC brought the magic man, uh, no. you know. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to go every game now. <laughs> Will was actually apologizing for you know the bad things he had said about. Oh yeah, like yeah. That. No, I, I have to publicly apologize to Chuba and to Bryce as well for some of my previous comments. Uh, 
Dante Jackson, not so much. I mean, he, he had that well. great. They, he had that one great play, but he, he ain't doing anything still. So I'm I'm gonna leave my comments there on the record for him. Well, as most of Panther Nation knows, the Panthers have been hit hard by the injury bug this season. One of our best defensive players and former first rounder, J.C. Horn, has been out since week one with a hamstring injury. But what most of Panther Nation doesn't know is that our very own Reverend Spicy has also been sideline sidelined from his U50 challenge soccer team. <laughs> uh, and you know, Reverend Spicy, I was hoping that perhaps uh, you could share an update on how you have maintained your hamstring injury and maybe give JC some advice. Yeah, yeah. JC, let me talk to you for a second. Mano, Imano. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what's going on, man, where you get a hamstring injury and basically you're out for half the season. That doesn't make <laughs> That doesn't make any sense to me. As BK in, indicated, I recently injured my hamstring too. Um, pretty, pretty competitive. Uh, it's like U45, by the way. My bad. Yeah. Uh, Pickup soccer. I'm only game. jealous because I don't qualify for U45 <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I was out there. I was playing hard, making an impact. And, uh, yeah, I pulled up. You know, it happens to the best of us. We're both elite athletes and, uh, you know, playing <laughs> against world-class competition. But, uh, you know, I, I've not let that keep me back. I've been doing all the things that I should be doing. I put a, a heating pad on it once, and uh, I take showers every day. <laughs> my, my recovery regimen uh, consists of bourbon, ice cream, and Netflix. And, uh, and I just think that there's, you're doing something wrong, man. Um, you know, I, I'm anticipating a, a back on the field date of uh, maybe next weekend. So that'd be two weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Worst case scenario, we'll see how it goes. I'll give it a little warm up, you know, a little kick around, see how it feels. You know, if it's a little twingy, then I'll, I'll maybe give it another week. But I'm looking at three weeks, you know, not, I don't know, eight-ish that he's he's working on right yeah, now. We're, we're half the season in almost. And uh, I don't even know that we have a timetable for return. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it. And so I just look, listen, um, I'm on the Twitter <laughs> and you can just, you can get in my DMs. <laughs> Not where I thought this and, was going. That was the last and, podcast. And, and, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll share some advice, you know, some tips on how to get back in the game. And, you know, I think sometimes when we're out of the game too long, um, it starts to create doubts and confusion about where it is that you're going. But, um, you know, you got to get back up on that horse and uh, and ride it. <laughs> that was last. That was last. That was episode. also last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, long story short, is here. Um, yeah, just don't don't worry about what everybody else is telling you, and just just let me help you out, man. And, you know, helping you out helps the team out, which helps me out in a roundabout fashion. So just want to know that I'm here for you, JC. But we need to see you back on the field very, very, very soon. Thanks for that, Reverend Spicy. Yeah, I mean, based on the history, I, th I think JC and, and maybe the whole team needs a fresh perspective. So you should definitely take to the uh, website formerly known as Twitter and, and <laughs> let your opinions be known. I don't know, is the, is the conditioning staff on there too? They probably... Uh, I don't know, but I would berate the hell out of them. They're probably <laughs> more on the uh, formerly known as Twitter uh, platform than they are uh, their actual uh, job. Their jobs, yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know, when when we were at the game on Sunday, they announced Roger Goodell. He got booed. They announced the Teppers. They got booed. 
but they should have announced the the fitness staff, the training mm-hmm. staff, because they would have gotten booed. <laughs> for real. Maybe the worst out of all uh, of them. Uh, you for know? real. Uh-huh. So anyway. Thanks, Spice. Yeah. <laughs> all right, BK, what's the fun topic of the week? Thanks, Adam. Some of our listeners may have seen that Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson recently rented out a Waffle House to help his wife, music artist Sierra, celebrate her birthday. This certainly stirred the pot on our text feed, but I for one think this is actually pretty dope. For two people that seem a little bit out of touch with reality, this seemed like a down-to-earth way to celebrate like normal people. With this in mind, our fun topic of the week is, when each of us starts earning NFL money, what is the down-to-earth, real-person thing that each of us will do for our incredibly wonderful partners and spouses? Mel, what's Mikey getting? Well, Mikey is all about the food. Mm-hmm. And he gets more excited for the his favorite thing about the Panthers game, I do believe, is the Hillel food truck that goes is parked right there by Bank of not the the Bank of America as we're walking to the stadium. Uh-huh. I would think I would rent the whole truck out for like a party. I like him. that. I like that. Mikey would good. love that. That's yeah, you can get too. you can get like a whole a whole plate full of food for like eight ninety nine. I love it. I yeah, love it. That is thoughtful. Mine's not gonna be that thoughtful though. What's yours going to be? It's probably going to be more about me, okay. I feel like. <laughs> Although I do want to say... That's some, okay. Russell Wilson could have liked the Waffle House more than Sierra, too. Yeah, I, I do want to say to that point, though, I mean, I, I I don't think you need NFL money to rent out, you know, places with a B-plus sanitation grade. I mean, I, I I think you can you can probably manage that on like a... That's what made this so amazing. Yeah. He could have rented out anything in the world with his yeah. money yeah. and her money. But yeah. he went Waffle House. So what are you? Smothered where are you covered. going? Smothered uh, and covered. Where are you going? Uh, I think I'm going to rent out a place where you like for all of our friends, Kathy and all of our friends. I think we're going to do a soap box. No, 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 no. What's it called? Where you like drive and ram the cars into each other? It's not soap oh, box. Derby. That's no, for no. cars. No, 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 no. no, no. The, the, uh, what is it? Something derby. Yeah, it's a um, smash box. Is it? Is it crash is it? derby? No, what no, is that what called? What is that called? They do it at the fair in Winston. Every yeah, year. you just get like the crappiest cars ever. You yep, ba- yep. basically barely get them to run, and then you just slam into each other until... There, there is a term for it, and it's something um, yeah, derby. I'm, I'm blanking on it, too. Demolition derby. Demolition derby. That's what it is. It is. Yeah. You're doing demolition derby. I like I, yeah, it. Yeah, but like I'm going to just rent the whole thing out, and then yep. we all get our own cars and just wreck the crap out of each other. Okay. Last, you know, last person standing kind of deal. All right. They they win the derby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to come to that, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will Stradamus. Um. Uh, I think. I think I would have to. Um, I guess I would go to, Bami Saigon. Get a few bun me, and Jessica and I could drive out to the middle of nowhere and have a date in the back of my car, the sunroof open, all that stuff under the stars. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you, beverage is a choice. Let me. Hey, this is this is friend to a friend, bro. You don't need NFL money to do that shit. You could do that now. You uh, can do that. Well, yeah, about. well, I, I have. I thought I wasn't supposed to do <laughs> yeah, something where I needed it. Yeah, I thought we were supposed to not do things with NFL money. No, it was not NFL money. You got. I mean, it's supposed to be something trashy, but expensive. 
trashy but expensive. Yeah. There are there He's are, way too romantic. There are gears turning there, yep. but it but the drive ain't engaged. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could go to Costco and let her pick out any jewelry she wanted mm-hmm. or something. That's that's actually not a bad idea. It's not a horrible idea. Yeah. That's online though. That's that's where we're going. Yeah. That's where we're going. <laughs> like like you could rent out the pudding factory and let her eat all the food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'm gonna say rent out jet skis and ATVs at some I don't know. Lake Jordan's not the right area. We'd have to go further out than that because they don't have a good ATV trail. But but something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like we could this. do jet skis. We could do the ATVs, and then we have the bond me because I feel like that's an integral part of. I feel like throw some Budweiser in there and some Stars and Stripes. Uh-huh. Uh, you some know, swim heavy. trunks, and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you won me over, buddy. <laughs> Again, last episode, spicy. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Predictions for next week? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, BK. Didn't mean to leave you out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How about you, BK? So uh, kind of as a tribute to our beginnings, when uh, April and I lived in Lexington, North Carolina, you know, Lexington is known for its barbecue, just had the barbecue festival this week. Uh, I'm going to rent out a barbecue joint and just have all the barbecue and fixings and Sweet tea that we can have. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to join all of you. <laughs> Halal, bon me, barbecue. Hang on. I'm the food guy here, and no one, I didn't pick out any food. The rest of y'all yeah, went all food. You're too busy demolition derby in <laughs> That's it. That's true. So, you That's know. True. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. But, but because it would be all of ours, you yeah. know, like the whole like track and everything. Yeah. Dude, everybody gets a bottle of champagne to take in the derby car with them. I like it. And then you're just going around trying not to bust your teeth out while you're cheating. <laughs> Can we add some hamon to the mix? Because yeah. that would be that would be good. I That's would what like the that. winner gets. I feel like this is an episode of Top Gear or something like that. <laughs> just a plate of hamon and like trying to drive with your knees in a demolition derby. That'd be amazing. It would be amazing. All right, guys. We play Colts. the Colts next week at 4.05. Yep. Hate that time. I yep. do too. The worst. But we play at home. Um, and well, yeah. Is it Gardner Mishu who's the Colts mm-hmm. quarterback right now? Yep. Okay. He's not a slouch. No. He's not a franchise guy, but he's not a slouch. Well he, he seems like the kind of guy who would have an amazing answer to the fun topic. I of bet the he week. would. That's all <laughs> I'm gonna it, say. I mean, he'd, hand- be, he'd be showing up in some jorts. Mm-hmm. And having an amazing answer for what to do with his NFL money for whoever the woman of his choice is. I don't know his he, personal life. He's got a world-class uh, handlebar mustache. I'm telling you. I mean, he would he would have an answer to that yeah. fun topic of the week. He'd show up on a Harley wherever we were going. Yeah, no He's doubt. welcome to join. Yeah. Hey, we'll call him. Yeah. Get us up on the, the former Twitter. <laughs> All right. Well, um, at the risk of having this go down really negatively uh, off the bat, I'm still going to go to you. What's the prediction for next week? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be too negative. I, I think the Colts are another winnable game. I think we have our feet under us. Um, I I think that this is a, another opportunity 
to grow some more. I think it, they will be a, a tougher test than the Texans, um, but not much tougher. So I, I could I could see a win. I could see another lower scoring game. Um, but, you know, going into the Texans game, I didn't have an overwhelming sense of, you know, this would be a certain loss. And, and I don't going into the Colts game either. I, I think it, Bryce got some confidence. I, I think the team got some good stuff to look at. Um, Luvu's back. You know, Corbett's going to have another week in. Um, so I think we stand a good chance. I mean, Gardner Minshew has been he's been doing all right the last few weeks, but he is turnover prone. So if our guys can be dialed in and they, you know, they get, they get on the ball and they make the interceptions that I I feel certain he will try to throw them. If they make those catches, then, then we'll be in, in a good position. Um, we need, we need our running game to improve some for sure. It, just to digress for two seconds, though, because we, we didn't touch on this earlier, but I think it deserves mention. We we are playing, as Will was saying, with uh, you know, a defense that's basically duct taped together. Um, but kudos to the guys that have been coming in off the bench, the Sam Franklins of the world, and making a difference. I mean, I, I know he got beat on one bad play yesterday, um, but, uh, but, you know, him and some other players, you know, who – are not our stars um, came in and, and played solid defense. It was a good defensive performance overall. And so just wanted to give a little shout out to those guys, man. They, they seem to do well. So, all right, that's the digression is over. Mel, what's the prediction? I don't, I don't know what we got from Will just then. It was, it was, I very, said it was a win. I okay. said it was okay. a win. I know. I, okay. I, you know, spicy, you and I think alike on this. I hate to put it out into the universe, but I think it's a win. I think that I agree with Will that I think we're I uh, I hope this is going to propel us to to more wins and hoping that the offensive line continues to grow and gel together. Offensive line needs some help. They need some help. And and it's crazy we came into the season thinking that was going to be one of our strengths I know. and that's certainly not borne out. BK I was going to say win. But then everybody else said but win. <laughs> I'm a big believer in when all the pundits say this team's going to win, they lose. You're going to take so it for the team? I'm going to take it for the team and say we're going to lose a close one. I will say, in looking at what's left of the schedule... Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you did this before about us having the easiest schedule out there, and it's not borne out. I also said at one point we might be undefeated this season. So That's true. you don't have to listen to me at all. <laughs> I'm just going to say the words. <laughs> but I think it's worth mentioning that we've got 10 games left, and only two teams that we're playing out of the 10 are over 500. So... I don't want to be entirely negative with my uh, suggestion that I think we're going to lose this week. I'm only saying that because I don't want us all to say we're going to win. And I don't think that this past week will be the only win that we get this season. I think there's a lot of opportunity going forward, just not this week. So what I think I'm hearing you say is um, we're going to the playoffs. Pretty much. We're in. (laughs) We're in. I like your assessment, BK. I, I I could go that way, too. That was also last week, Mel. <laughs> uh, I I think I'm, I don't know, something in the realm of like, I don't know, bad in terms of predicting <laughs> wins this season. But I'm going to go out there. I mean, what the hell? Why not? I'm going to predict a win. I mean, what do I got to lose? They're one and six. I mean, what? so what are they one and seven? You know, maybe they'll be two and six. I don't know. It's a, it's a win. It's a straight up dub. I felt it last week. I felt it this week. Really and you felt it the previous six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is true. Well, 
No, yeah, we didn't all predict wins. After, we, we were on the, the losing train. Two, for a three games. I think I was out there just uh, trying yeah. to create something from nothing. Yeah. You know, Will knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right. So we got three three dubs in an L. Sure. But also making the playoffs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's the most uplifting L that I can predict. All right, guys. Before we end the show, we would like to thank the crew that makes it possible. Our chief program editor, Susan B. Cutting, our head of culinary affairs, Mo Salt, our office intern and apprentice, our on-call and never-stalled new staff urologist, Ivana Tinkle, our Louisiana Bayou correspondent, Alligator, our director of geriatric care, Live Long, our Coastal Carolina meteorologist, Harry Kane, our Tom Brady liaison, Hugh Jass, our office pipe inspector, Lee King. These folks, y'all, y'all don't realize, man, they've they've been out of work for like the last three yeah. weeks so yeah. you know give them some love <laughs> we'll start uh, we'll start a uh, gofundme for them we, we should <laughs> our office pasta aficionado al dente our away game predictor lance Lyde, our chromosomal researcher gene pool our in-house <laughs> dental hygienist les plaque and finally our buddhist spiritual advisor ryan carnation <laughs> oh, I'm glad we've added in the uh, few weeks we've been off. We've needed some spiritual advice. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, real. well, finally got a dub, guys. Do we have anything else? Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, everyone, and thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.